let's descend the podcast into a bit of chaos. More chaos. More chaos. That electric moment when a ball hits the back of the net. Unbelievable game. Two great teams going at it. Compared to the other three beside him, he just looks like the new cafe or something. We are making a documentary about how shit our club is. <laughs> VR is bullshit. Who is the biggest cheater in football tonight? Harry Kane, without a fucking doubt. Good evening. Uh, welcome to the Football Babble. Um, myself and Brenton. Hello, Brenton. Good evening. It's just us two tonight. We've a bit of a hiatus. It's just... Things are going and different things are happening, so it's a bit sporadic at the minute. Uh, the pub, we're still doing them, so it's still coming back. Um, and there was quite the result at Anfield yesterday, so um, people think this is my idea. But it was actually Cousin Mud's idea that we had to definitely do one tonight, and I obviously obliged. Um, Steve's on holidays. Uh, Conveniently. Yes, he, he booked that uh, rather sharpish, I think. No, he had a book for ages, sorry. Uh, Paddy's also on holidays, and uh, I'm not actually sure where Cousin Mud is. <laughs> uh, but Cousin Mud... The man could be anywhere. He, he could be anywhere. He might send a voice note in, because obviously Arsenal had a big, big result late in the game uh, on Saturday to win 3-1. Sort of, we'll touch on that quickly, Brent, that's sort of like, that's that's a league-winning result, really, isn't it? Yeah. Um, that... Is exactly what it is. That's the sort of result you turn around at the end of the season and go, that was obviously so important for the three points, but mm. for <clears throat> momentum, for, you know, belief, for, you know, being able to do that um, <clears throat> and knowing you're capable of it and knowing the, the players you put out in the pitch can... Um, you know, overturn something like that, not something, um, and I'm not trying to hand out abuse or anything, but not something you would associate with Arsenal at all. Um, mm. Arsenal of the past, Wenger's Arsenal, um, certainly in his later years. Um, <clears throat> and uh, to to sort of do that, um, I'm missing a few players as well, uh, is, is a real positive for Arteta. Um and it was some turnaround. What what um what a finish as well by Race Nelson to uh to finish the game off. Ninety plus seven. Um I know there was a bit of uh there was a bit of controversy about that. Um but Jetty will of course tell you that Bournemouth were wasting time, etc. Cetera, etc. Cetera. So uh, just one of those things again that in a title possible title winning season, um make make all the difference just those wee bits of extra time added on wee bits of luck wee bits of quality um in the the latter stages so yeah very exciting um i wouldn't like to have been jonathan's wife on saturday um because the house would have been screamed down i actually so we were getting uh, myself and sir and finn were getting our new kitchen fitted on saturday so we were out of the house and I had to come back over just as the games were coming to a conclusion. So it was like 10, say 10, 11 minutes left of all the games and started to be playing kickoff. I had, I had to bounce into the house here to pay 
pay that man, pay the kitchen man, and um, that was fine. Uh, but for whatever reason, my car was being real funny. The, the radio went, and it wouldn't. The radio wouldn't come on. It just was like stuck in like uh, blue, stuck on Bluetooth, and it wouldn't turn on the radio. So I I was driving back home over to or back over to Mum's in Banbridge from a dinner um, with Mum. Finn and Sarah, and I was like, "Fuck it, I'm gonna, I'm gonna take a chance because it was too all when I left. Uh, I got out of the car. I'm gonna take a chance, and I'm gonna ring Mud and see what's happened <laughs> because that was rescue, I want, sir. I also wanted to find out the Spurs result because when I had stopped or when I had parked up at our house, Spurs were drawing nil nil, and uh, I rang Mud and he answered the phone and he was howling with laughter. I mean, <laughs> he was." Roaring down the phone, laughing. I mean, I was like, "Did you just win?" And he goes, "Yes." And he went, eh, f- "Fucking last fucking minute!" Like he went nuts down the phone at Reese Nelson last minute. And he says, "I've never wrecked this house and trees and all like this here." And he must have been roaring around the house. And I goes, "Fuck Arsenal! How did Spurs do?" And he goes, "Be it one now." He started roaring. <laughs> me and him roaring. He, he cared down. more about that. Yeah, me and him roaring down the phone with each other about Spurs getting beat one nil. And I said to him, and I hope he backs me up on this. I says to him, "We'll beat United tomorrow night because Newcastle were beat in the morning. Uh, Spurs were beat. We'll beat Newcastle. We'll beat United tomorrow, and we'll go on the hunt for top four. We'll beat United tomorrow." And I couldn't stop saying it. And that was all right. And so let the phone with Johnny, saw what had happened, checked the Reese Nelson uh, goal. That left at the Emirates. I don't, I've never seen the Emirates do that before. I've never seen, I don't think any of us have ever seen it react like that before. It's, it's it's a real pivotal moment in Arsenal and that stadium's history, like, you know, for that, that thing to happen. And I know people say if they don't win the league this year, there's this line, it meant fuck all. It didn't mean, ask anyone at the stadium what it meant. Do you know what I mean? Or, or, or Johnny at home. What it means now, still, it, it does mean something because that's what you're in sport for and in football. Well, in football for, uh, for those moments, you know, when your team scores a 97 minute winner, they keep you. Yeah, and, the, uh, and it can potentially, you know, it can potentially. Sorry to interrupt, but it can potentially <laughs> mean something towards the yeah towards the title. You know, that's exactly that's when all the fields come. It's not about just you know the last day left in the trophy. Like that's obviously what it's you know all building up to, but. All those wee moments along the way, along the season. I think the weekend of my stag as well. The boys were at um, an Arsenal game in London too, and they they sort of noted about the atmosphere. Um, yeah. How uh, how you know different it was from previous years, and how they'd never heard. I think it was a half five kickoff that that evening. Um, so under the lights, um, the Jerry spoke, and obviously about the. You know, sort of the lads that have taken over the clock end, I think it is, and they've introduced, you know, a real good atmosphere. Um, and I can imagine uh, what it was like there at the weekend. So um, it's good to see. Oh, he says through like gritted it, teeth. Yeah, it, it like an Arsenal, Arsenal in the mix is class too. Like, I know we obviously. If our two teams were going against them, you'd want nothing but um, soilage. But because it's Man City they're against now, and there is only two teams in this title race now, um, you you know you want them to see it over the line, like for mud, and you don't you like you don't want our sports uh, washing uh, club to keep getting success. We none of us want that. So, but yeah, it was especially like I keep telling mud this, like um, when you're in this t- when you're in a title race with Man City, you don't get a minute. No, you do. You can't settle. You can't get a minute. And this is what this is what it's like. And this is what drives those. I think sometimes 
being up against City, a, a power horse like that. And I don't like obviously Liverpool won challenging in the ninety, so maybe it was like that with United. But um, because you don't get a minute, like to, you, they almost create these moments for you because every club they're against, like Liverpool, you saw over the years had to keep pushing, keep pushing. It's so many big moments um, and late moments like that as well. Liverpool were things like things going off and happening and it, yeah it's just oh, it's such a lift off for Arsenal and uh, that stadium so uh, hopefully for, for Reese Nelson it's a moment for him and his career too and hopefully for Arsenal and obviously Johnny that this is this is the look back and it's as a title winning season and this will be one of the main memories and even if it's not this should be one of the one of the pivotal memories for Emirates um, just the lift off it was just class and some goal obviously as well However, but the important uh, yes. sort of thing about that result as well was that it, it kept Man City within two Five results points. and not one. Yeah. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah. if they'd have drawn or lost that game, um, Man City are within striking distance in yeah. one game. And yeah. um, that's that's a big sort of psychological thing. Now, I know Arsenal yeah. you know, could go and lose their next game, um, but it gives you kind of that belief that that won't happen and that, you know, Arsenal... I don't know the stats, but they wouldn't have been behind in that many games this season. Um, but to be tested like that, knowing that, yeah, it's all good when you go 2-3-0 up and you can cruise a game and you can see a game out. We've seen them do that this season. But to have that also in your armory as well um, is just another string to the bow. So um, that, that um, I know we spoke about it in maybe... <clears throat> Sort of November time, something like that. But uh, we looked ahead to the to the Man City Arsenal game at the end of April, and that is just becoming more and more pivotal. Um, so definitely one to to have on the calendar and, and keep an eye out for because, as you say, like it, it's it's a race between two now, and especially because like <clears throat> Arsenal also play Liverpool in April. <laughs> They have to go to Anfield on the 9th of April. And then they play Liverpool too. Yeah. And then Arsenal have uh, Man City on the 26th. And then they have Chelsea on the 29th. Nice. <laughs> yeah. That's so nice. And then they have Newcastle and then they have Brighton straight after that. Uh, you know. April, April's, through... April is make or break. April. Yeah. I, know, I, I know we keep chasing that the league's done. Um, Mostly ninety nine point nine percent of the wine Johnny up, uh, but April really is that is it. If they come through April, because after that, um, well, the four games: Newcastle and Brighton, and then the Forest and Arsenal. But if they go into the Newcastle game, which is sixth of May, having not been beaten by City or Chelsea or Liverpool, and having come through April, still five or whatever points clear it is. I mean. You can't see them losing the league from there. April is absolutely humongous for them. So, and it's coming very thick and fast because we're in the national break in in March here. So it's going <coughs> to cut it. Yeah. So, God, uh, Mud's going to be um, he's going to be on edge. Um, but yes, so that was what that's what looked like to be the big result. Obviously, if the weekend because it was Arsenal winning last minute to keep going in the title race, and, and it was a huge, huge result. Not not in any way taken away from it. Then there was obviously Liverpool v Manchester United, um, notoriously England's you know the biggest game in England. So obviously these two the biggest rivals, and uh, Liverpool thumped them seven nil, Brent. <laughs> yeah, they did. Um, yeah, I, 
to, to be on, like you can speak to this more, but to be honest, um, all uh, all signs kind of pointed the opposite way. Um, there was just such a feel good um, feeling at United. Um, obviously, just coming off the first trophy in five years, seven years, something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, being right there in the title or, you know, being spoken about in the title race. Um, <clears throat> Liverpool, obviously, um, in comparison to what they've been doing recently, struggling this season. So it uh, it was a shock to me, massively. Uh, I didn't see that coming. I, I, I didn't see the first half, and thankfully I picked the second half to watch. Um, no, good, good ever. But... Uh, yeah, I mean, did you see it coming? Uh, not 7-0, God, no. I'd be an absolute maniac to say I saw um, 7-0. I was saying to you briefly, because I haven't, I haven't had a chance to see you the weekend, I was saying to you briefly, um, obviously I was telling Mud that I thought they were going to win. Uh, yesterday, all day, I was just, before the game, I was just on such an edge, and I actually was quite like cross or angry, so I just was quite nervous, but... Part of the reason is obviously still because of you know everyone knows not watched the match with dad whatever, um. But the last match dad saw, uh, we were beat two one by by United uh, at the end of August. But fortunately, and I do use the word fortunately, and I know obviously he died, <laughs> so it's not too fortunate. But fortunately, <laughs> Jesus, fortunately he he was at the time he was uh, he had his infection that obviously ended up you know speeding up. Uh, the process of him passing away, but so he actually thought we were rewatching highlights um, of last year's five nil. Uh, did I ever tell you the story? Actually, so he thought no. it was. He thought we were. I don't know why I'm laughing. Like it's not, but uh, look, it's how I deal with it, right? I make fun of my dad, Dan. Leave me alone. But we were watching it, and um, he actually said, "I think I'm even told you this." He actually said to me, "Oh, I love this game. We were going to be two nil at the time." And I was like, is this I'm trying to be priest ever me here? Like and, and him on his deathbed, what's going on here? Some sick to me. He goes, I love this game. Uh, Salah scores here. And Salah scored. Right? And I was like, uh-huh. what? And I was looking at him and he wasn't <laughs> on his phone. I was like, this fucking, what's this man out here? He was really talking about it. He goes, I love this game. Like, this is 5-0. And I was like, oh no. Uh, you know what I mean? So I knew then, he obviously had an effect yeah. taken in and he didn't know that we were beat. So I never told him. We were beat, right? Yeah. I just went to bed that night like a fucking bear with slapped arse because we were beat Manchester United. And I never told him, so whatever. So I was like, right, the last time this happened, that happened and whatever. So I uh, I went to Dad's grave on Saturday. I tried to go every time I'm in Bam- Not every time. I tried to go most times I'm in Bambridge. So I went to Dad's grave with Sarah. She hadn't been yet uh, since, obviously, his funeral. And I was talking away to him about life and different things, blah, 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 about Finn, whatever. And I says to him, and she laughed, like she was down the head in flowers, and I says to him, listen, big man, right? We're playing it on Sunday, right? We are shy at the minute. Can you do something? Please. And the cunt went and dusted himself, and then I couldn't believe it. But like, you know what I mean? <laughs> These are the things you, so, so that was annoying me that the last, that's been annoying me since that the last game he saw, even though he doesn't remember, he doesn't know what happened, obviously. Um, that we were beat by United, so that was annoying me. So I was real, I was real angry yesterday, 
uh, it's, it's not an excuse, it was just real cross, like I was snappy and all different things, so just really, really nervous, didn't want to get beat, wanted to win, couldn't occur if it went off the head's hole, um, and within the night, just as long as we won, and uh, I saw Gavin Cooney saying, like, this is Liverpool's scream treatment when it was 6-0, you know, you just go into a room and you scream and let it all out, that's what mm-hmm. it felt like. It was so cathartic. Yeah. Now, obviously, seven 0 against your biggest rivals is obviously going to be cathartic. But it just every goal it went in, it just felt like an angry, like "fuck off." And it wasn't just at Man United; it was just at the whole season. You know, the whole season we've been up and down. That's and that's five league games in a row now. I think it's like fourteen or thirteen goals, five clean sheets, four wins, and a draw. Right, which is mm-hmm. in our last, which is very good form, obviously. But it's just like a whole like that. The whole season has been building up to this moment where they've just released. And unfortunately for Man United, but obviously fortunately for every Liverpool fan alive, it was Manchester United that it happened to. And there's, there's a lot of United fans. I, I'm not going to start digging and, and laughing at people or whatever. There's loads of memes going on. I've had my fun with Rezo. Uh I've been kind to him. And I think he'll agree to that and whatever and different things. But um, I, I've seen some people say that about, I'm just going to touch United for a wee minute here, Britain, you know, Gary Neville's yeah. obviously freak about a million times on Sunday Night Football. Freak result, freak result, freak result, freak result. Uh, it's certainly freakish because we don't see a lot of seven nils. But, and, and I'm trying to be unbiased here, so I'm trying to be level-headed. I'd be very worried if I was United um, that they could de- be derailed so easily, like you're talking about it, it, during the match, and I watched it on Sky, and I have seen some people criticise Martin. I actually thought Martin Carter was fine yesterday, and, and I've said before, and sometimes find him doer. And against Liverpool, you you wonder what's going on, but actually, whatever. I thought the commentary team were fine. I don't mind Neville and Carragher having the bit. I think they have a friendship now where they can have that, and it never crosses the line. at the minute, you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, great. I do would like to focus more on the actual punditry and tell us more. I, I do think, but anyway. But um, like so in the in during the game, uh, Neville and Carragher and Martin, they were talking about the leadership, and they were right. They're talking about like uh, this is the first half, especially Martinez, uh, Cas- Casemiro, the impact these players are, are have had on Manchester United so far this season. Varane and the season, some bits he's had this season, different things. Obviously, Rashford being the way he's been. And they were right, you know. They have changed. That there is a there was a steeliness, a look of Man United that you know uh, they're certainly back to being in the mix for top four, definitely. And not right. Nobody really thought they were going to challenge for title this year. Nobody, none of us really thought they were in the title race. Like really, we did no. like the jest, but you know, common sense. They weren't really just too far back so far. But those players to completely capitulate the way they did in the second half. And I mean, like, I'm getting that slip from Martinez tattooed in my hole. But, like, that, <laughs> that was, that's one of the moments of my, of, of the season for me, and one of the best moments at Anfield for me. Like, just to see him get absolutely bamboozled and slip, and then Gakpo's finish was outstanding. But that I would be worried, and I don't know, I get it, right? A lot of them, well, not a lot of them, some of them I've been talking to, whatever I've been saying, ah, oh, it's just one off, you know, we were crap on the day, yous were good, I wouldn't, I wouldn't read too much into it. I would be worried at how easy it was for them to fall apart there after what they've sort of done this season already and some of the other results they've had now. They don't seem to be able to get yet under Ten Hag a big away result. 
They certainly have mm-hmm. had some great results at home, but away from home, they haven't had big results and they haven't beat um, big rivals yet away from home. So it, it's a it's it's a weird one. Like, but I I would if it was I would be cautious about. Well, hang on, we they need to see a reaction against Real Best. Don't get me wrong, but what happens if the chips are down again? So say they go, say it's Thursday night for Toxic, they go one nil down early or two nil down. How are they going to react? Because if they don't react well to get into that, and you could see them sort of having a, a bit of a wobble, and then teams behind them, you, they're going to get let, they're going to get let into the even third. So it's um, I wouldn't just write it off. I know I know they're quick to write it off. Saying, oh, it's just a freak result, freak result, freak result. I don't think that's the case. I think there was something worrying there that Casemiro, who's won five Champions Leagues, Martinez has just won a World Cup. Um, Varane, who's won World Cups and Champions Leagues. Um, Rashford, who's been on the form of his life. They just disappeared. Luke Shaw, who's had, had you know, really turned around his career. I mean, <laughs> uh, this is probably going to annoy United fans, but look, let me have a moment. A couple of years back, Luke Shaw had a, an unbelievable game against Mo Salah. I marked him out of it, right? Mm-hmm. So Mo Salah looked across at that Hamburglar ever since that game and thought, fuck this, and has scored about 30 goals since, right? And whereas <laughs> Luke Shaw can't get anywhere near him, and you'd almost feel sorry for Luke Shaw. I heard Adam Crafton say on the Athletic Podcast, he'd almost look like Luke Shaw had PTSD. <laughs> I know that's not funny because PTSD is a serious condition. But he says, Luke Shaw looking at his PTSD looking across at Mo Salah uh, coming at him. I mean, he had a torturous time. Mo Salah decided yesterday that he was sick of everyone talking about um, not talking about him being one of the best players in the world currently, and he he was on it from the first minute. He was ready for it. So, um, yeah, great. Look, well, but there's, there's also somebody yeah. you haven't even mentioned yet who I don't know if you're going to get onto it as a separate point or not, but I thought... Is he Finn's new favourite player? No, no. The opposite side, sir. He was an embarrassment, and he had... The captain's armband, and oh, he... um, I, uh, look, I, look, I, 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 do, I, I see. I'm conscious too. Like we have listeners that are United fans too, and you, I never want to alienate anyone. I don't want to turn into talk sport on the CSH, but but, but the, I think these people, uh, these United fans, would agree with us. Yeah, Bruno Fernandez in, in the majority. He's a dose shite. Uh, he was yesterday. Um, he. I'm I like I'm yet to see him do it in a big game, or do it consistently enough. He might have maybe won, but I, I want someone to tell me when he's controlled a big, big game, start to finish. When he's done it, when he's been easily the best player on the pitch in a big game. Um, chips were thrown down yesterday, obviously, and he was so petulant and so yeah. like moody and like started kicking out, almost started gurning, started throwing his hands up. <laughs> You said it like he was embarrassing. That's Manchester United's captain. But that's the worst thing. Like, I think he is a a phenomenal player. I think he's a fantastic player. And I think he, he, when he focuses and when he puts his head down and plays his football, he is such a linchpin um, for everything on that side. But he has this. But in what big games? Other side to him. Yeah, I, I mean, I, I don't know. I'm sure United fans will, no, will maybe they'll, they'll tell us. And I, like, I don't, I don't watch them all the time. So I'm, I'm not, I'm not saying I'm 100 percent right here. By the way, 
I'm totally open to be fucking my hole kicked by someone saying, well, hang on, here's a couple where he's done really well. And then I put my hands up and say, okay, I didn't, that's 100%. But I'm only, from what I've seen, like, there was the Man City game this year where he had an assist, did he have an assist? But like, he didn't control, he had a goal and assist, didn't he, against City in the, in the Derby, right? So mm. that was, that was definitely one, um, where he's been, He's been solid, but you haven't come out and saying, "Fuck, he's 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 one of the best players in the world." He's definitely, yeah. You no, know, like I think the the way he got on yesterday, you'd be almost like questioning: Should he really be our captain? Yeah, like uh, I didn't actually say this, but <clears throat> I think it was mentioned in the commentary that he threw the hands up when Rashford got taken off and said, "Why am I not coming off?" It like that is. Awful. That is not what you want to say out of your captain. He should be looking at somebody like De Bruyne um, or like any of the, you know, world-class United um, central midfielders in the past and somebody should maybe be having a word in his ear and saying, you know, if you want to stick around at this club and become a legend here because he probably does have the talent um and he does have the the footballing attitude in some way. Like he's he is a winner, like and he <clears throat> he's um you know, he's proven that uh in his football, but that other side to him brings brings him down massively and it actually takes away from from his game. Um I, I'd love to hear you know Steve's opinion on it, and and sort of what he thinks he needs or what he thinks he needs to do. But um, I think it's as you say, like if the chips are down and United find themselves in a position like that, you want to sort of look around and your your captain to <clears throat> inspire you. Um, you know, if you <clears throat> if you look at at the Arsenal team, for example, and um, obviously they. They sort of were down two 0 and they're looking around for leaders, and there's leaders, you know, all throughout that team now. And and when you compare him to somebody like Odegaard, um, to give him his credit, somebody like Xhaka this season, um, Gabriel, Zinchenko, Saka, um, all of these players are, um, you know, are leaders on the pitch, and you know you don't get. A lot. Well, Xhaka in the past, yes, but certainly this season you don't get, you know, all that shit out of him. Um, so it's so obvious to me that that's a part of his game that he needs to work on. And if he does that, he, he'll improve as a player and he'll improve the team um, because he will be at his best, and um, that can only help United. He's had. Um... He's he's had moments. He's had like in so a big a, a, a look a big game. The biggest game for United is Liverpool. Um, I think he scored once. I don't remember scoring in a cup game. Um, but then like the, the last three games, uh, we'll say four of the last. So the beat the beat is two one this year, obviously, and then last year we we played them twice nine nil. And then beat them seven 0 this year. He's obviously been involved in all in, in those three games. Um 
he's had certain moments maybe like he seems to do quite well against Tottenham or something, but I don't know, there's there's something about him as well. It's just there are moments where he can be brilliant in games against clubs that maybe are say the top six. I did that spell when he first joined where he was scoring from everywhere. But that yesterday, that isn't what a Manchester United midfielder and lone captain should be about. Um, when they were getting, when I went 2 0, 3 0, he and, and that's just, just him yesterday, there's other ones as well, but he is the. The captain, he's supposed to be the one who does it. He should have been getting them in to say, right, we need to sort something out here in midfield. We need our sort of something out here ourselves. Let's just see it out for 10 minutes here and keep everything calm and and see where we can go from here. And instead, he just huffed and ran around and like, like a spoiled brat. And yeah. <laughs> it'll be interesting to see what Eric Ten Hag does with him next. Do you know? Because the last time when they were thumped 4 0 by Brentford, Ten Hag made them run 13 kilometres. I don't know what he's going to do with them this week because they have real Betis on Thursday night, which won't be easy. Real Betis are no mugs. They drew nil nil last night at Real Madrid. Um, so yeah, look. I just saw a headline that uh, I don't know what the source is. This is terrible for a podcast. Don't know what the source is. Don't know who said <laughs> it, but um, that he made them sit and listen to the Liverpool celebrations. I'm not sure, you know, where that came from, but um, well, here's if- the thing as well, right? Um, with those celebrations, like everybody talks about a pivotal moment, like could this be a pivotal moment in Manchester United season? It would need to go very, very, very badly wrong for them to fall into the top four. Very badly wrong. Mm-hmm. Still a chance to win another two cups. So a cup travel is no mean feat um, and would be a great first season under Eric Ten Hag. Even if they finish fourth, still a good season for Eric Ten Hag, right? Um, he's done yeah. what he's done. As Adam Crafton said, again, I'm using Athletic because I listened to it on the way home. They're still ahead of Liverpool in the league by seven points. I think Liverpool, no, that's the level on games by seven points, which is still, you know, even though Liverpool have been poor, don't get me wrong, but it's still a good, they're ahead of Liverpool. Nobody saw this coming. It's still a good marker for the season, right? Yeah. Yesterday, and then to focus on Liverpool, when Liverpool won the game, the players, and see, Ten Hag used the word unprofessional with his foot players. Liverpool players were uber professional. There was no roaring or messing about in the change rooms. There was no roaring or messing about a final whistle with fans jumping around as if a trophy had been won. There's none of that crack. There was right off we go. As soon as they were asked about it, there was focus was on Bournemouth on Saturday because they know they have a job to do now. And it's going to be interesting to see what comes out of the mind dressing room now with how I know I've seen some of the apologies and people laugh and joke about them whatever where they go with next because. When they were beat by Brentford 4-0, uh, they'd just been beaten by Brighton as well. They, beat, they played Liverpool next, and they beat us 2-1, and then they went on a mad run. They did really well. So what happens now? Does it go the opposite direction, or do they kick on again? And if they kick on again, fair fucks to them, because that's some way to come back. But if they don't, it's going to be really interesting in the end of the season, how, up until the end of the season, how Ten Hag can wrestle it them into a bit of a position and see what they can do because there's a couple of massive games coming up for them obviously in cups and different things so it's just it's well, that's, a, that's a good thing I think isn't it like after something like that you don't want to be waiting a whole week no, you want for to, like, another I think, game 
Rashford. You want to go straight into especially yeah. something you know as competitive as yeah. you know our last what is it last sixteen game? Yeah. So, um, there's a full of equaliser. Yeah, Rashford um, said in his apology that you know he wished, and I know people are joking about the apologies, or whatever, and different things. That are, do whatever you want, like it, it's your social media. Um, but you know that uh, he wishes there was a game today to write that, which is great. Like if you're an United fan, this is the attitude you want. You obviously you want them to have a slap in the hole after yesterday, but you want them to be coming bouncing out on Thursday night, ready to rock and put things right. And and you, you believe Rash would have that in him yesterday. I thought Keane was interesting. <laughs> Kelly Keats asked him what he would have been doing in the changing room. He says, probably fighting. <laughs> um, <laughs> which is obviously the thing. But yeah, look, on Liverpool, because um, I don't want to talk too much about Manchester United, and I know United fans think I'm trying to pick up. just going to talk focus on Liverpool. You're a striker, like, and you've seen some great, we've also seen some great strikers in the Premier League. Cody Gakpo's two finishes, sir. Mm. Holy sweet Moses. Yeah. I, I I personally love the first one. Yes. I, I, I love when, I don't know if it's the angle um, of the camera or whatever, but see when you don't have to hit it hard and you just sat it outside the post like that and you're just passing it yeah. and it goes in to the, to the side and sort of curls around. Beautiful, beautiful finish. Kenny was, using um, the defender as a... Um, as a bit of a blind spot for the keeper. Um, there was a Spanish lovely, number nine. There was Spanish. You'll be familiar with him yourself. Spanish number nine. He's playing <laughs> on the field. He used to do that. Mm-hmm. Um, yes. Obviously, everybody's talked about as well. There was, a, there was Thierry Henry. But let's <laughs> let's not let's wait on the Henry comparisons just yet. Um, before we get a bit of ahead of ourselves, Torres obviously a wonderful player too. Um, but yeah, it was very Torres esque. The way he yeah. cut inside, and again, like Varane was sent. The sh- I don't know what was going on when he sent her half yesterday, uh, but Varane was sent to the shops, and he just cut it was class. And like the second one, Gakpo's second one, in my opinion, is all about Salah. And uh, mm-hmm. the finish is sublime. But the hair, like, yeah, that's poor. But the finish is absolutely sublime because the way it lands in the bottom of the net, and just the fact that Gakpo had the confidence to do that in front of uh, the cop too. In such a big game, but it was all about Salah got the boy wide, saw Martinez looking at him, stood him up, made him spin around, then made him slip. And then that obviously is the bit everybody laughs and focuses on, and it's going to be the focus of memes, but in terms of purely football, that pass, I know it's only about 10 yards, but that pass is absolutely beautiful. Yeah, it's a big vision too. Straight into Gakpo's run, and then he dinks it over. Another finish as well, which I know you're picking a big target man at your sale. Nunes, no luck header into the mm-hmm. top corner. What the f- Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. It's just like, and people have talked about because obviously Firmino's leaving, um, Mane's left, Sosala's still there. People have been, and, and, and this front three haven't clicked. And yesterday was there when they clicked. And <coughs> look, <clears throat> Liverpool, you know, Liverpool finish fourth in the top four, right? They have one chance of winning a trophy, but it's very unrealistic. I mean, I'd say Carlo Ancelotti's eyebrows were quite raised yesterday mm-hmm. at that result. One was anyway. Definitely, but I, I mean, still like not backing us to go and go through at the Bernabeu. I think we can go and win at the Bernabeu, certainly. Uh, but I don't think we can beat them 4 now. And I mean, if we do, I'll not be seen for months. Um, but, you know, See this era that I've had, that we've had as Liverpool fans on Jurgen Klopp. 
I almost feel like we've been too spoiled at times. And yeah, people say, oh, you only, you've only won so many amount of trophies. That's 100% cool. A league, Champions League, and, and, a couple, and a couple of cups. But see the moments we've had, the match day moments. Like, when am I ever going yeah. to see Liverpool beat my United 7 0 again after watching them beat them 4 0 and 5 0 last year? Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah. So so many huge, huge days out. Just unbelievable memories. And to see that there's so much talk of the old front three and the fact it's moving on and when's it going to click and the flat front three to click like they did yesterday. Now, Nunes in the first half was poor. Um, he looked like he was wearing two wrong boots, but he was there. He was always right in the mix if the ball was to drop. And it happened in the second half, he got his goals. But Gakpo and Salah at times, sublime. Andy Robertson as well is having, I think after Alisson, he's been our best player of the season. But um, just hopefully, hopefully this is another moment for people where they can really kick on and get after top four and seal it. I mean, they're three points behind Spurs with game in hand. So see what happens. Better goal difference as well. Better goal difference, yeah. Win that, we go ahead. But just like, I think I've watched the goals about a thousand times. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm serious, like especially Gakpo goals, but um, yeah, look, uh, the football's mad. Chelsea got a win as well the weekend, Brenton. To stop the yes, rare, but, rare win. And I don't mean to be negative. Rhys James. Mm-hmm. What's going on? Well, I have a feeling he's protecting him for the Dortmund game. I think he was... Um, I haven't fully seen it, but there was news today that he's... Um, He's back training yeah. with the squad and he's he's looking likely to to be involved. So could have been um could have been a wee just a wee rest he needed. They obviously have to manage him um just because he's so important. And um I think as well um Graham Potter was trying to put emphasis on that left hand side. So he uh, you know, uh, a lot of people probably didn't watch the Chelsea Leeds game, but um, Loftus Cheek was playing um, on the right hand side of a of kind of a midfield four, but it was Loftus Cheek, Enzo Fernandez, Kovacic, and Ben Chilwell. Um, so the way it worked out is Loftus Cheek came inside, and it meant that there was an overload on the left hand side. Um, so Chelsea really targeted um, sort of the uh, the right back area of, of Leeds and um, Chilwell had a great game so I think there was a bit of a plan there um, to, to do that and it worked well to, to rest Reese James now I don't know for sure if he's going to be in the squad for, for tomorrow I really hope he is obviously but um Fingers crossed it wasn't as serious as as kind of was first feared because obviously Thiago Silva out for six weeks um, is not great. I think um, Mount is suspended for this game. Um, Lord. So, you, you know, you don't want um, Chelsea losing any more, any more players coming into such an important tie. And this is, you know, <clears throat> this is their only chance to, to sort of um, to have a, a good story attached to this season so um, a lot rests on tomorrow night for, for Graham Potter Dortmund that are flying mm-hmm. oh sir I know the, oh. the uh, 
I saw something um, about the Dortmund results, and I wish I didn't, um, <laughs> on Twitter. What did you see? Uh, I think they've... It was about the amount of goals they've scored, and they've won every game or something in 2023, I think, this season. Yeah. Um, so... I wish I hadn't seen that. Um, <laughs> but do you know what? I, I I was encouraged by by the uh, the Chelsea performance against Dortmund in the first leg. Definitely was encouraged. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I thought Chelsea were very unlucky. Um, <clears throat> they had more shots and, and and shots on target, more possession than all in that game, and um, you know they were caught by a very good counter attack goal. Um, but hopefully at the bridge they can kind of get get a bit of an atmosphere going. Now that they've got that monkey off the back of of actually scoring a goal in a football match, um, that they can create a few chances and and maybe get through the tie. But um, yeah, it's it's not an easy task. I'll be in Dortmund. No, they're one of the informed teams in Europe, and they've one of the informed players in Europe too, in Jude Bellingham. So. Um, mm-hmm. it is going to be a tough task like, but it's Champions League anything can happen in Champions League so it seems to oh, yeah. start us or whatever sprinkle upon it it'll just something mad will happen so wouldn't be surprised Dortmund raced into a 2-0 lead and Chelsea won it and came through in the end because remember there's no away goals this year so you can go hell for leather um, yeah. and give it a lash but uh, yeah difficult game and, and I think obviously the only game there's still a big game in terms of this week is PSG Bayern I think Neymar's now for the rest of the season so fancy Bayern to go through in that one Um, the last time I, we were on a podcast me, John and Steve we talked about The Last of Us you also watched The Last of Us now we both haven't seen the last episode we're going to watch this afterwards however how are you finding The Last of Us? Um, I'm really enjoying it in general but I think you and I had a bit of an issue with that last episode. Um, was shade. The last episode, yeah. yeah the if for anyone who seven, um, doesn't want a spoiler, you should probably tune out now. But um, the the sort of the um, the mall episode is what we're talking about. Yeah, um, I just thought it was a big, and I think I've talked to you about this. It was a kind of a big build up um and um sort of there was a an atmosphere in the air as if this was going to be a pivotal uh, moment um and yes i know now like that's um that's where um the source of of her uh, immunity comes from but i felt like it could have been like a a longer scene or a more exciting scene, um, just with maybe a bit of a different infected. Um, mm. It kind of was a bit of a jump scare, and it was over in thirty seconds, mm. and and it was back to the sort of uh, I don't know what it was. It was like a um the two of them just. Just sitting again because I know there was there was some good dialogue along the way and um, obviously they wanted to give you uh, an idea of their relationship and um, you know how close they were etc. But um, there wasn't enough action for me. I think that was the 
that was the main crux of it. And I, and I think that's probably where you um, net out as well. I, I actually find it boring. Yeah. Uh, I find, like, I find myself halfway through it, like, um, checking, sticking football on on um, my phone and watching bits of it. And I think I was checking out the Wrexham game or something we're playing. I think it was last Tuesday I was watching this. So, yeah, I think it was a Wrexham game. It's not what you want, is it no, really? No, it's not what when you want, but I just, it just, it didn't grab me. It didn't, you know, uh, I think I, I, it was definitely, and I get it, it's a filler episode and, you know, TV shows have to have them because you can't have every show where it's absolutely mad drama and thing. You'll end up killing people. Um, but I, I think like the build up to, as you said, like there was just this one, what do you call it, infected in the mall and, you thought like when he's going to arrive, like a load of them are going to come flying out or something or something's going to happen or it's going to be a more dramatic scene. And it wasn't. He just came out, took a chunk out of two of them. Fuck, they're infected now. And obviously, you know, we don't know what happened next. I mean, there's been some Easter eggs, right? Certain episodes. You, I know, um, like she said, she'd killed someone before and different things. And maybe she had the killer, her best friend. Who knows? I haven't seen this latest episode, so I'm not sure yet. But, um, even the scenes with Joel, like, were short. It kept going back to Ellie, you know, with Riley. And I don't know, it just it just wasn't great. And, and I, was, I was annoyed, which you shouldn't get annoyed by TV show, but I was annoyed by it because the rest of this, um, and I haven't played the game, I don't know if you've played the game, but the rest of this TV show has been absolutely class um, yeah. from start to finish. Uh, and, yeah, just so I'm hoping this next episode is a great one that we'll watch after this, but... I, I like I've enjoyed it. I, I'm not wouldn't say it's it's my favorite TV show of all time. I still think Succession is up there. Sopranos, um, different things. I actually love The West Wing too, um, and I love Band of Brothers. Well, I'm not getting this tonight, but <clears throat> yeah, it was great. Like it was good. It was it's been a great TV show. So I'm hoping the next two episodes are obviously great. But if there's poor, I tell you what, if it was as poor as last night's. I'd struggle to keep, you know, and that's just me being fickle. I'd be like, right, I can't bother with anyone. Do you know what I mean? You know, I honestly wouldn't see it through. Like, I don't have the capacity to sit and see it. Just be like, right, I'm, good luck, I'm out. Um, but yeah. Yeah, it needs to hold you. It does need to hold me. Because I'm watching Jack Ryan, it's class, and I really enjoy it. Um, but yeah, we shall see in the latest episode. And hopefully we'll have the lads back to go into it. Um, pardon me, after... After this week, I'd say Johnny's itching to get back on and talk about the Arsenal. But just the one recap on, right. we want to come back in and talk about obviously some major results this week in the Premier League. Um, Liverpool beat my night 7 0. Just in case none of you saw it, 7. Liverpool, say it again. 7 Liverpool goals, <laughs> nil for United. Mo Salah has more yellow cards than United have scored goals at Anfield in the last was it, five or six games, um, which is absolutely insane. Uh, there you go. That is insane. That is insane. Great start. Yeah, brilliant start. Um, but yeah, great day's crack I had yesterday. Thoroughly enjoyed it. Rory almost won the Aaron Palmer Invitational as well. Um, yeah. I was um, getting too greedy there. <laughs> you know what I mean? Getting too greedy, I think. Yeah. Um, plus, he's we're, in, he's in we're watching that last night. Unlucky. Hey, yeah. Um, the, the golf's been great. I think the PGA Tour this year has been great. I find myself watching... Uh, most events 
on a Sunday now, which I wouldn't have last year or the year even previous. I'd watched one or two, certainly, that that weren't majors that I thought were quite big. But I find myself watching most of them, and I think I think it's been great. I think the, I think Liv's actually produced the PGA Tour and have been even better, which is class. Thanks, Liv. Um, <laughs> but yeah, uh, Foreman Holmes back as well, Brenton. Have you watched any of Drives to Survive yet? I haven't yet. There's, there's just, there's a lot to watch. Um, well, at the minute, obviously, The Last of Us, and um, we're watching Jack Ryan as well. Um, um and uh, I've watched the the full um, uh, full swing documentary um on Netflix about the golf and the PGA Tour, which is which is worth a watch. Um, I'm gonna watch the tennis one too. Um, and. Then I, I I will eventually get around to drive to survive, um, hoping for a bit of a more competitive season this year. Fingers crossed. I don't think we're going to get as competitive season as in like uh, winning. Like I think Max Verstappen and the Red Bulls are going to win uh, Formula One this year. They look untouchable, but um, the mid pack. Races and what's going to happen between the Ferrari and Aston Martin, obviously, and Mercedes. I think it's great. Like, and I know people will be like, oh, but I want to watch the, win the race, but maybe I'm different because I was brought up watching motorsports and motorbikes, and maybe I'm just sort of half used to it. But the battle in the middle is class. And like, I don't want to give too much away, but in Drive to Survive this year, you find yourself, well, I do anyway, you find yourself wanting McLaren to not get any points this season. <laughs> and you find yourself wanting Alpine to get all of their points uh, this season. And that's all I'll leave with that. And I will say one thing. Lando Norris is a little dick. He's <laughs> a little dick. Lando Norris. He's a little Lando dick. That's what he is. Um, so, yeah. I, I, like, yeah. So, I, I do love it. I love all the build-up. I love, like, the coverage F1 gets. It's better, like... I know the charges norm and leg, and like none of us would ever use like IPTV or anything out there. We're all legitimate, but uh, Sky's yeah. coverage of golf and F one is absolutely sublime. I really wish it's elite. Start covering motorbikes and they'd bring motorbikes on because uh, I think they could do some serious damage. But uh, maybe that's a different time. But yeah, it's elite. It is elite, and their F one coverage is just class. So. Yes, I enjoy it. Uh, hit Max Verstappen, but I think he's going to win it and roll away with it again. But um find myself, after this drive to survive, and this might disappoint you, Brenton, quite liking Christian Horner a little bit. Oh, no. I know, didn't. Wasn't uh, wasn't early of my life that was going to happen, but here we are. Uh, so I find him interesting anyway. I find him quite interesting and wouldn't mind, like, He's a character anyway, isn't he? he? Is, like, and, and I wouldn't mind like a backstory on him or like I know what no no me and you went to watch Pep and Rory. Yeah. I wouldn't yeah. mind like one of them with like Christian Horner and Rory or something to hear about, you know, what he's been like. Because he's obviously he's run he runs an unreal ship, clearly. But just to hear a bit more of the backstory, because he is box office, even though he is an asshole at times, Christian Horner is complete box office, like and he he doesn't give a shit. He has wee man syndrome and obviously I respect that. Highly, um, for someone that obviously also suffers from it, uh, so yeah, <laughs> the crack with that. But um, look, we've rambled on, and uh, we're gonna go. It's nine o'clock, we're finishing up this podcast, we're gonna go watch Last of Us, um, and have the crack. And um, yes, we'll hopefully see you back again soon next week, folks, maybe for another podcast. Um, enjoy the rest of the week. If your teams are playing this week, I hope they all get beat. Liverpool aren't playing this week, they're playing the weekend, so there you go. 
Sorry, Brenton. Sorry, Razo. Sorry, Steve. Thank you. But it's what it is. Sorry, yep. Spurs, Ben, and cousin Ben, and Carl, whatever. It is what it is. Hope we get you in. Um, but yes, see you again next week, and good luck.